Go for it. Hey, everybody. This is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast. And today is Monday, and we are reviewing confession, conversations or confessions? Conversations with a serial killer. Conversations with a serial killer, John Wayne Gacy. Uh, Now, Eddie uh, idolizes him. It's very weird. Uh, I don't. He's definitely the funniest clown I've ever heard of. I'm against murdering uh, young men and burying them under (laughs) my house. Uh, Eddie is all for this. So if you have any complaints, uh, here is his address below. Hey, hey, man, whatever floats your boat. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to I'm not going to shame anybody for what they're into. All right, Eddie. Uh, how <laughs> did you choose to watch this or had you heard about uh, John Wayne Gacy beforehand? I, I knew he's one of like the serial killers like uh, Ed Gaines. I thought you were like, going to say, funny. oh, he's one of my idols. No, my favorite serial killer is the Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. I always like serial killer. He okay. I was stupid. Um, when I was younger, you fucking know this. When I was like eight years old, and I was watching that FBI yeah, you documentary. Getting guys vans, they bring you back because you get all handsy on them. Jesus, They're like dude, can you chill? No, okay. Like, let me fuck, let me like, tell you start how actually you, stupid. But, I am. but you're just making this real weird. Jesus, no, no. I don't want a relation with with you. You're ten. <laughs> What's it called? No, look, let me, sh- let me tell you how unbelievably stupid eight-year-old Eddie was. Oh, I used God. to watch those documentaries, but I would take notes because I was like, maybe I can figure out who the Zodiac Killer was. I can be the one to figure it out. So I would rewatch it over and over and over again. Jesus. Because I couldn't record it. So I'd be like, maybe this is the clue they missed. Like my dumb eight-year-old ass thinking, oh, maybe oh, through this. God. Anyway, John Wayne Gacy, the, the scariest clown since Ronald McDonald. Uh with a pretty high, I think he might have the highest body count in the history of like murders in in the U.S. I think it was like what thirty, thirty three. I think yeah, thirty fucking buried under his house. Yeah, um, and this. So you've seen, you saw the movie. You've seen uh, some other documentaries. You're you've seen. Uh, I saw maybe a couple like other like small documentaries. Uh, I had heard about him. I there is a movie I got willing I can remember the name uh but while I'm googling this said movie uh the, yeah that's how I heard about him and movie same thing uh he's like like he's like with younger dudes and he's like come on dude and or like even just his whole thing was just getting guys to work on his house and it was usually like younger teenager guys that were runaways I was just looking away to, you know, not die. Um, and the thing is, man, is he, it's not like he, he started these murders out of nowhere. Like it was over the span of about six years that he killed like 33 uh, young men. Yeah. And, and, and he, he only got like caught by a, a bullshit reason. He was like a politician or not politician, but he was like in with a bunch of politicians. He was a low level politician. Yeah. Gacy. Uh, that's the movie. Came out in 2003. Um, well, who's in it? I've, I've never seen uh, that let's see. Mark Holton as John Wayne Gacy kind of looks like him. Uh, Adam Baldwin as John Gay, John Gacy, uh, senior. Uh, but it's pretty much like who's who of like background actors. Like, there's really no one that you're like, oh, that guy. Uh, but yeah, other than that, there's really no one that's stands out um 
But this guy, he, he. So was this the guy that was famously made clowns creepy? Is this the one? Because I know there was like clowns. No, were, clowns were always creepy before this. But it's no, but, that, but like, didn't they used to have like, like asshole kids would you? Well, he would use clowns as an excuse to like. Well, what what they say? Like he would get on women's laps and like he'd grope them. And he's yeah. like, "What? I'm a clown!" Or he had his shitty Midwest accent. Oh, oh, look, I'm a clown. Ah, Hong Kong. He, <laughs> God damn, pretty. Um, but yeah, no, fucking this guy. He used clowns as like uh, he was just supposed to clown to grope the women, be weird with the guys, and he was just all around a weird dude. Um, pretty much. And he, I, I don't know how anyone like didn't think that this guy was odd just from the way he would act or the way he would present himself. I, but nonetheless, this documentary, the big thing that stands out, because this is not the first documentary by any stretch, but the, the big or thing the that's... Last. No, no, no. There'll definitely be more. But the big thing that makes this documentary stand out is one, never before seen, uh, never before heard archive footage and audio from John Wayne Gacy himself and a first-hand account from one of his survivors, the that sixty-year-old man that uh, yeesh, that, that was which one was it? The fucking dipshit who stayed the night with him? Uh yeah, that's the. I think that's Fuck the first that time guy. That guy's a fucking dipshit. It, first of all, he's eighteen. All, he's I know this sounds horrible. Let me explain myself. <laughs> if my buddies were like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna take off." You're going to stay here with this guy that you don't know. You know what? Fine. Maybe he's a cool guy. He's buddies with my buddies. So maybe he's a cool guy. The first instance, this dude is like, hey, pull out your fucking pants and whip your dick out. And if you don't, I have a fucking knife. And then he's like, I'm just fucking with you, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm not going to I'm not going to kill you. That first instance, I'm out the fucking window. Why are you laughing? Don't hide your laughter. Because <laughs> it's, it's true. Like it makes me I'm out the fucking sense. window. Why the fuck? I'm not gonna doing? stay the rest of the night. Oh, and then look what happens again. He wakes up. John's there, fucking touching his foot, and he's like, "Hey, whip your dick out, or I'm gonna fucking cut you." And he's like, <gasps> crying. Fuck you, stupid. You're in this position because of your own stupid acts. And then next thing you know, John's like, I'm fucking with you, dude. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to kill you. And then he leaves again. And Numbnut stays the rest of the night. He's like, I watched that door until the sun came up. And then I woke up, John, and I was like, we're getting out of here. We're going straight to Chicago. And then John on the way is over is like, hey, uh, if you fucking tell anybody about this, I'm going to have someone show up at your house and kill you. Bitch, I would have been gone after that first instance. I would have fucking strangled him in his sleep. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Like, I I have no sympathy towards that man whatsoever. But like, it's fucking true. Like, why would you stick around? That's just a base common sense. I think like fucking... Even you, you know what you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the dad from I don't know if you've ever seen um uh in plain sight. No. Uh, it's a it's a documentary, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um 
it's I know it sounds wrong. Trust me, when you when you hear the premise, you're going to be like, why is that fucking hilarious? Well, I'm about to tell you Uh, in the in this documentary, it's about a woman who is uh, severely molested by her neighbor um, and her parents, you know, pretty much allow this the entire time uh, through him saying that his therapist says that he should be able to do this. Um, he at one point uh, is flirting with the mom of this chick at the same time. And then <laughs> there's another part in the documentary where he's with the dad of the, of the girl and they're like at a lake. And he's like, Oh dude, I'm so fucking frustrated, man. Like my wife's not giving me any, I'm so frustrated. And the guy, the dad is like, that's, that's cool, man. That's, that's, I mean, that sucks. That's cool. And he's like, why don't you, uh, why don't you reach over here and, uh, give me old tuggy. And the dad's like, what, what? And the dad ends up giving him a tuggy. Uh, Let me give you the cliff notes. What the fuck is wrong with what? The dad gives him a tuggy. He bangs the mom. He molests the daughter. And this is all. He bangs the mom after he molests the daughter. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. What the uh, fuck is wrong with people? That part of of the dad giving the dude the tuggy and the dude not jumping out the window of Gacy's house. Definitely top two hilarious moments in a murder documentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, man, that dude deserved it. He was asking for it. Okay. Okay. That's that's fucking Jesus Christ. All right, oh, like so you would I, stay there the night? Fuck. Oh, okay. My dumb ass would have stuck around in general. Like, I no, I don't fucking know this dude. No. Then again, okay, the only reason I can excuse him staying there the night is because he said, and unless I'm misquoting, I might be wrong. He said, okay, I had two choices that night. Go home and drive in a winter storm with two drunken idiots driving or stay at this dude's house. My choices are either I die on the road or I stay here. Stay here. I, I get that part of it. Um, But also, I guess back then, like... I, I don't know, man. Like, I can't come up with any good reason as to why he stayed there after, like, the he first He wanted incident. dick. That's why. I wouldn't be surprised. You know what? Hey, man, think about it like this. A lot of those dudes back in the day weren't not willing to admit their, um, let's call it vices, because that's what they would call it. Let's jump back in the tape. Okay, look, now, I, I, look now, we were just having a discussion off the record. We, we have a little cut right now because uh, Eddie wanted to reaffirm with me that I wanted to keep that joke in. I wholeheartedly do. Any idiot that stays the night with someone that pulls a knife on you and makes you stick your dick out or else he's going to fucking cut your throat, you're a fucking idiot for staying the night. And then he does it twice? You get no sympathy for me. That's what you get. You're lucky. At that point, that he didn't kill you, you know. Part of me wants to say, like, 
Or maybe he was stupid and young and 18. But, like, I got to think, like, fucking 10-year-old versions of us would have been like, yeah, no, we're out of here. Like, Look, we and honestly, the, the topic of whether this man is questioning his sexuality is prominent. Because they even say in the documentary that being gay back then wasn't a wasn't something that was looked at as being openly accepted. Like a lot of the dudes that Gacy was picking up were these runaways who were shunned by their families for being and gay. They, yeah, for being gay, and they were basically on like what the bad sides of town. Like where they were the essentially they were the they were the homeless kids that hadn't parents <laughs> to care about them that like. There's a reason why he only got caught when he when he took a kid that his parents, you know, fought a missing person for. That's the only the funniest one is the wrestler. Like oh, I took where, him down, right? Yeah, where he's like, "Hey, let's put some handcuffs on," and the fucking wrestler is like, "I'll just double leg you and fucking take you to the ground, stupid." He and remember, Gacy plays it off like, "Ah, that's what I wanted you to do." Well, Gacy, he gets the cuffs on him. The wrestler gets out of the cuffs, double legs him, and then gets the cuffs on him. And Gacy kind of looks at him in like a pissed off, angry thing where it's like, you know, you're not the first one to get out of the cuffs, but you're the first one to get them on me. Like, almost like he's like, you're lucky, like, I'm not going to murder you. I think that ruined the thrill for him. I think think so. I think this dude was like double legged him and then put the cuffs on him. That made him not want him anymore. Because Gacy, he would always go for pe- guys who were Easy. smaller. He, he didn't like challenges. No, he always, he famously all of his victims were guys that were smaller, that were lanky, that I mean, they couldn't. Yeah, and he was a fucking away. big dude himself. He was like what three hundred? Easy three hundred pounds. I don't know if they have his measurements on here, but uh, he's no, he's only about five ten. But the dude was at least two fifty. That's weird. Hey man, whatever measurements they want to put on Wikipedia is their thing, not mine. But no, but this- uh, yeah, the fucking dude was a psychopath, and any fucking dude that like got lucky enough that that was the worst thing that happened that he made you whip his dick out, like you're lucky that was the worst thing that happened, especially with the fucking thirty plus bodies hidden in his uh crawl space. Yeah. Not even his crawl space, dude. The dude, I legitimately dug under his house and hit all those bodies. They said that um, as they were going down and excavating, the bodies were gradually in worse and worse states of decay because of how long they had been there. Yep. At one point, I think the one of the like, worst, like Jesus, was when one of the detectives was taking a body out of the, out of the ground. He put his arms around the back of the kid's body. He stuck his hands in the kid's rib cage and pulled him out and he wasn't able to get the whole body out only pieces like like yeah, i can't i can't imagine what that does to you as a cop like to go through this oh i'm sure they all like were fucked up clearly after this and did they any of them go to like therapy probably not they, they probably, probably should have all man. swallowed this down and like just lived with it I'm sure, like there are accounts, not in this case, but I know with the with the Ted Bundy case and uh, some other bad ones, I can't remember, where cops have just straight up, oh, Dahmer? son of Sam, son of Sam, the one of the lead detectives on the case actually uh, drank himself to death uh, and put a gun to his head, and he said because he was scared the dude would get out and go after his family. So to him, by killing himself, by ending his own life, he was making sure his family would be spared if the guy ever got out. That happened mm. in some other cases too. I think the the toy box kid that beat the yeah the toy box killers same thing. Where the where toy I, box killer? Where did you know the toy box killer? 
the tote box killer was a famous killer uh, i want to say in the 70s 80s maybe 90s uh, famous period whatever where he would they would uh, get girls uh not runaways but also like the hitchhikers take mm-hmm. put them in a uh, in a room uh sometimes in a in a house sometimes in the back of a what do you call it in the 18 wheelers they had a torture chamber but they would record everything like in ugly ugly detail to a point where there's a famous audio tape of one of the girls screaming as she's being beat to death with a sledgehammer they played it in the courtroom and like multiple people passed out people had to go to therapy like it was the only chunk of the recording that they played it was only about two minutes worth it scarred every man woman every person in that room like reporters refused to go back and cover that case like hearing stuff like that seeing stuff like that fucks with you i can only imagine like what the guys working on this case what they went through what they like mentally oh finding all those fucking bodies and then just like i already deal with that shit and then this guy's in the interrogation room bragging about all that shit well he he even says like uh they play off his uh his confidence like Ah, that wasn't mine. I I don't know about those. Like someone stashed him there. Like the fucking the gall on this guy, dude. And then this fucking guy had the audacity to be like, "I'm not gay." Like, do you think that he wasn't gay? That he was just it was just for power, or do you think he was gay and he was just really suppressing it? And those suppressions took it out on young innocent fucking gay dudes that were just looking to live. I think, fuck, and I'm not a psychologist, but here's the thing. From what I understand, he never got the approval of his dad or his uh, father-in-law. Father-in-law probably to a lesser extent, but I think he was trying to make those kids that were young, that were gay, the, the kids that were, were uh, that his victims make them feel the way he was felt when he was a kid with his dad not like loving him or looking down on him and stuff. I'm, I'm got to assume it was that. Maybe, no, maybe that... Maybe that does play into the fact that maybe he was like he was gay, but like that's a lot of shit with these with serial killers that were all bitches in their actual lives, and then they took it out on innocent people that weren't expecting to be murdered, like uh, Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Like Dahmer is one that his dad was a fucking asshole to him, and then he took it out on innocent gay dudes that were just looking to have a good time. Yeah, I wonder how many how many of these killers were never caught also because these are only the ones that got caught. Gacy, if he hadn't gone after that one kid that had a family that loved him, if he had stayed on his pattern of like only runaways, only kids that have no family, you know, the ones that one will miss. You think his favorite song was Runaway by John Bon Jovi? He would be singing it the entire time. But, um, Ooh, <laughs> Don't laugh at that, Eddie. What's the matter with you? You have no idea. So don't much. laugh at that. So fucking much. Oh my god! But no, this dude, this documentary. Like, do you do you watch a lot of other documentaries? Do you watch? Are you a fan, fan of true crime? Not really. Uh, a little bit. It just really depends on the subject. The last one I saw was the Jimmy Seville one that Netflix did, and even then, I thought like that one was watered down compared to the actual story. Um. It just really depends, and with murder documentaries, it can go one of two ways, and unfortunately, it's like, it's either extremely detailed, where it's like, all right, chill on the details, 
and or where it's watered down where it's like no you need more details what's called um this is his second one confessions uh confessions with a serial killer a conversation with a serial killer ted bundy then he did the this one uh john wayne gacy there's expectations he'll be doing another one possibly with a unabomber or maybe with another famous like multi-person serial killer um it's projected to come out in about two years is there anyone this is going to be a weird question is there anyone on your like wish list that hopefully like maybe you can do a documentary on i mean honestly man out of all these serial killers it's all the same shit it's all these bitches who were picked on in their early lives and then instead of having an outlet to well they had an outlet it was just a really horrible outlet instead of having somewhere positive to look towards it went horribly wrong and a lot of these times these people were just sociopaths where they don't have a sense of empathy they don't have a sense of sympathy they fucking have no problem murdering someone um is there anyone particular that I want to see? Uh, there's really not. I mean, I can't really think of anybody particular. Um, I thought the Jimmy Seville one would have been one, but they kind of <coughs> watered that one down. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, there's really not anyone that I'm too game to to think about. Uh, what about you? I think uh, the Toy Box Killers. I think I, w- I want to see more on them just because, like, like you talk about depraved, these guys didn't just murder their victims. Like they made it slow. It was horrible. It's like what? Mm. I want to know the psychology behind them. Um, I'm looking up the the director of this documentary right now, Joe Berlinger. He actually also directed the extremely wicked and shockingly shockingly evil and vile. That's basically the Ted Bundy, the the one with Zac Efron. Uh, Look, see, a lot of people hate that one. I thought it was fine. You you know about one of the one of the controversies about that film was the fact that they were like oh you're making him seem all like charming that's what he was and the director said that's the point if you think he's charming you would have been one of his victims like that yeah, was like th- th- that the was his reason point is it. that's who he was um yeah like that's that's how he was able to lure people in I don't understand how the fuck John Wayne Gacy was able to lure so many people in though like. What the fuck was his angle? Bad hog. That's how. No, it was money, dude. He was probably offering he was probably offering these dudes like a fuckload of money. Just like minor work on his house. Yeah, and they were willing to do it. They were like, all right, this dude's offering me all this money. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. No fuck. Well, he had 33 victims, 33 teenage boys and young men. Um, I believe. I think 25 of whom have been identified, but still there's a good chunk that are not, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of the bodies were just, they were extremely, like, fucked up. And they had no dental records for these runaways. Yeah, 28 28 have been identified. Five are still pending. Uh, but now, since 2011, there have been like renewed efforts because of like Ancestry.com and all that. You can match DNA. They're still trying to do it via dental records and DNA. They're, they've actually ex- excavated the, the five bodies that haven't been identified yet, ran the DNA to try and see if they can get a hit on anything, which, man, I mm, cannot imagine. Yeah, I mean, 
it's just it's a fucking interesting thing and i don't know um the thing about these serial killer documentaries is that i get what you're doing but it also like it's gonna also lead to scrutiny because you're putting a shine on this person that shouldn't get this shine like the stupid uh chick and the fucking guy on the hbo documentary um i love you now kill yourself or i love you now die the one where she kind of encouraged her boyfriend to oh dude (laughs) i know it's fucked up to say i laughed so hard at the text messages she was sending him because they were so out fucking rageous what, so, but like, what was she telling him? Like, I love she you. Was like, what? Okay, so when he finally was going to off himself, he was in a a Kmart parking lot for starters. Shout out Kmart, and he had um, I want to say a, a generator, a gas powered generator in his truck, and he had it going. So he was gonna do the uh, monoxide poisoning. Yeah, and he he gets out of the truck. He's texting the chick. He's like, I can't fucking do it. Like, it's it, I, I don't want to fucking kill myself. And she's like, get back in there, you pussy. And yeah, like she's basically like calling him a bitch, like telling him to fucking do it. And then, yeah, she I think she went to prison for it. Um. It was like a whole thing because it was like, can she go to prison? Because she didn't technically do anything. She just encouraged him. And it's just like, I don't know. A lot of these documentaries, they're iffy because it's just like, you're going to open it up to a lot of scrutiny. And time is only going to tell that one person's going to get pissed off and then someone's going to get sued. What's called, do you think that, um, do you think that it, that these documentaries could have an effect of like multiple like people maybe trying to do copycats or no because it's the same argument that video games create uh serial killers or not serial killers but like um i mean it's the whole case of the columbine thing they were saying that uh, violent music violent movies created these kids to be murderers it's like no it's their shitty lives that made them want to be murderers. What's it called? Um, have I told you about the fact that we're entering a new golden age of serial killers right now? Uh, have I told you about those the the circumstances or no? I think golden age is a is a odd term. I know. I'm. That's not the term that I. That's the term that we're I entering told. into the best year for a serial killer. I don't know if you, if you catch that. It. It. No, but it's fucking true. That's the thing. Fucking okay. So. The this initial age, right in the seventies and eighties, when killer serial killers were like at a high, you know, you mm-hmm. had the Night Stalker, the Ted Bundy, all these guys, right? There were certain circumstances that united them all. Uh, one was a father who was a former soldier who went through PTSD but never got the the treatment he needed, so he would have outbursts at home, typically beat his wife and the kids. He was an alcoholic. Also, very high chance he lost his job. They were economically very unstable. 
they also went through a, a really bad recession in the 80s and 70s, multiple recessions, where having uh, a steady home was very not reliable. So all that coupled made for really bad childhoods for some of these young men who grew up and decided to take it out in the world. Now, mm-hmm. what happened in 2008? What happened in 2001 that caused us to be into a prolonged war? What's happening right now? We're, we're probably going to be in a recession in the next like two years. Also, global pandemic caused... Oh, but you're like, saying what's more along the lines of a theory... It's a theory, but also like a lot of these killers have all these things in common. So there's yeah, a theory going another on. Another thing that you have to account for that they didn't account for back then is how DNA is readily available. I mean, you can't really do shit without a, a camera being on you and B DNA being everywhere. Well, not just that. Like, okay, there's, and I'm not going to work. School shootings are unfortunately more prevalent nowadays than they ever were before. Like in the yeah. past 10 years, they've been more than there were in the past, like 30 years before that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe these killers that would have been mass murderers now, like, you know, one victim, one victim, they're snapping, but now they have access to these weapons. They're in high school. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go now. And they're you know, taking out innocent victims that shouldn't be killed you know in schools and stuff that's the thought process why are there so many mass shootings well these are the same kids that would have grown up to be you know the next generation of john wayne gacy of ted bundy and all these other guys Mm, i mean so so that's the theory yeah maybe um the shit only time will tell and hopefully that theory is wrong but but i think it's more so like those guys had zero empathy or anything they were sociopaths and these kids aren't so much sociopaths as that they either went through something traumatizing and then it was exasperated at school and they want to make people hurt like they hurt. But I don't think it would create another like serial killer uh, epidemic. I, I hope not, but shit, dude, we're going to find out. Um, yeah, anything else to add on this topic? Any other thoughts or anything? Uh, I mean, as far as serial killer documentaries go, I mean, it was, it was good. It was decent. Um, if I had to give it a rating, if anything, I mean, I'd say it's watchable. I, yeah, same thing. When I, I did a video review and I'm like, I recommend you watch it, but like, it feels weird to give it like an A or like a 10 or, you know, it feels weird doing that. Um, but yeah, shit. That was. I love this documentary. It's my favorite thing ever. I go to bed watching it every single night. It puts me in a bed. That's a sound bite. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna cut up for this episode of the rollback. Uh, the John, the conversations with the serial killer, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Yeah. Um, check out Wednesday Rewinds. Fernie is gonna have a review very very soon. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I'm going to try to, uh, get another review for the Godfather, the Mario Puzo, uh, the third version, one? the newest one. Yeah. The oh, offer is coming out it... soon, right? Huh? The offer is coming out too, right? Very soon. I think it's on, I think they're already released an episode. Really? Oh shit. I got to check that out then. Uh, but yeah, I want to check out the new, well, the reimagined version. Want to see all that? What the whole hype about that is? No, let me know if it's any good. I'll rewatch it. I 
the third one is terrible. Oh, I'm, it, I'm pretty sure anything is better than. Oh, cousin, we shouldn't be doing this, cousin. Like I get it, that's an old Italian thing, but like, leave. Maybe like, we should leave some things back in the day. Uh, yeah, okay, I was about to say yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit shouldn't be a thing. The the when Michael says, "Vincent, he's her cousin," that should be the end of it. Boner. That's what. That's what she got right there. It's like boner. Fucking disgusting, Jesus. But uh, no, yeah, just a Godfather one and two review and comparison. Uh, on Wednesday. Pitching. All right, cool. All right, everyone, we'll catch you all some other time. Bye, everybody. Ladders. And let's cut this.